Dex, I'm going to invite you to come up because you're going to come and speak to us. Um, and I'm just going to pray for you before you start speaking. Father, we thank you for Becky. We thank you for the time and commitment she's put into um, preparing her, her talk for us, Lord. And we just pray that um, you'll put the words on her heart that you want us to hear. Uh, and you'll prepare us for those words, Lord, and open our eyes and ears and hearts to them, Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Paul, and everyone else. Isn't Phoebe doing an amazing job? She was thrown into this quite last minute, and she's just totally nailing it. I think you've got, you're on the rotor now forever. Um, Okay, let's just get myself sorted. I've got my clock to keep an eye on the time, and I will do my best to stick to it. Um, we, this summer, have a whole series of, it's kind of an opportunity for people to share a little bit of something they love. We were given the choice of either picking a character from the Bible or a book of the Bible, or some people have done a clever amalgamation of two, um, where they've just shared something that God is speaking to them about at the moment, or something that is you know, an integral part of who they are and, and what they love about the word of God and life with Jesus. Um, I've already given you a clue as to what I'm speaking about because it's the challenge I set for the little team of people up there. Um, I have picked the character Peter. And um, I love Peter. I think he's just one of the characters in the Bible I can really relate to. Um, he, Simon Peter, if you want his other name, um, is one of the first disciples. He pops up in all four of the Gospels. He also pops up in Acts. And I, for my example today, where I'm talking about him, I've kind of picked bits out from all of those different places. And um, I will do my best to give you the references of where I found those stories. But if you have got a Bible, um, you have to bear with me because you're going to be kind of moving very quickly through it, or just trust me on where I say it came from. (laughs) So um, Peter has walked with Jesus. He's one of Jesus' disciples, and he is one of the first guys uh, Jesus invites to follow him. He walks with Jesus through this whole journey, the ministry of Jesus, when Jesus is going about healing people and raising people from the dead and calming storms and walking on the water, Peter is there and he has a front row seat. And then Peter is around right at the beginning of the church. The story of Acts in the Bible is the story of the church starting off. And the guy who's there on the front row watching it all happen is Peter. And for me, Peter kind of he represents something of this journey of knowing Jesus, of being a disciple, literally, um, but also this, this following Jesus, and then also being church. For me, he represents lots of that, and that is in part why I like to relate to him, because I can kind of see my role through him in this big story that we call the Bible. Um, I've written down here, he was a pretty normal guy. Now, I, actually, I don't really know that because he was a first century Jew, and I don't know any first century Jews, but he was probably pretty normal for first century Jews. He was a fisherman, 
Um, but I've written down here in big letters, he was not an idiot. Um, <laughs> which I think was meant to represent in my mind the idea that he was engaged culturally. He wasn't just some guy sat like mending his nets, not taking in what was happening in the world around him. The Gospel of John actually shows us that Peter was one of the guys following John the Baptist. And it's when he meets Jesus and sees the interaction with Jesus and John the Baptist that he goes, ooh, there's something really special about that bloke. Um, and pretty quickly, Peter, being Peter, kind of just jumps in and starts to follow Jesus and starts to engage with who Jesus is and what that means. Um, so... Fisherman, not an idiot, got a reputation. And this is one of the things I love about Peter. This is probably why I love Peter. He's got a bit of a reputation within the modern day church for being a, an act first, think later kind of guy. Um, and sometimes I think maybe we, we like that. It's a bit of a lovable trait, the sort of foot in mouth character of sometimes making a bit of a mistake but actually he can anyone else relate to that the act first think later kind of response yeah it's definitely something I've experienced in my life once or twice or all the time um and yet actually I think that's what makes him so relatable we see the mistakes he makes and we see how he comes through those and the kind of the fruit that comes out on the other side so Peter. Everyone know who I'm on about, hopefully. Good. Um, so there's a lot to learn through Peter. And actually, through all of the interactions with Jesus and the disciples, we learn so much about what it means to follow Jesus because we're, we're watching the real-life account of people following Jesus. Um, so you can find all kinds of things. I've just picked out a few things that, for me, really stand out that I love about Peter that I want to share with you today in the... 15 minutes that I have left, or maybe less if I rush through it. First off, Peter is a whole heart kind of guy. He is the first guy. When Jesus says, follow me, Peter is like nets down, leave his boat, off it floats into the lake, and he's gone. He's left his business, he's left his income, he's left his family, and he's gone. He is following Jesus with his whole heart. There's this brilliant story, lots of you will know it, where Jesus washes his disciples' feet, and it's a bit unexpected, and Jesus is sort of the one in authority over them, but he takes this role as a servant, because there's no one to do the foot washing, and he goes around and he washes the disciples' feet, and there's this moment when Peter's like, no way are you washing my feet, um, because you're the Lord and these are my dirty feet. And then Jesus sort of challenges Peter and he says, no, you need to let me wash your feet because this is, he explains why he's doing it. And then Peter, I love this about Peter, he's like, well, don't just wash my feet, wash all of me. And you can kind of imagine him like starting to get undressed. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 no, that's, that's not the point. But, and he doesn't. In the end, he just washes his feet and everyone's very happy about it. But... It's this whole heart thing. It's like, I'm all in. I'm jumping in with this. Um, there's the moment at the Last Supper 
Okay, we're really jumping through the gospel story here. Um, It's a moment at the Last Supper where Jesus is talking to all of his disciples and he says, you will all fall away. He's not great motivational speaking, but the point Jesus is making is like things are about to really get bad, guys. You will all fall away. And you can, you, we get this moment where Peter jumps up and you can imagine him's like, I will never do that. It's just, it's this emotion, it's this energy. He's like, never, I will never do that. And those of us who know the story know that a little bit later, Jesus gets arrested and Peter comes running out with a sword. He's like, no way. And he's like, and he accidentally, well, he on purpose chops someone's ear off. And Jesus is like, whoa, man, Um, fixes the guy's ear. And he's like, put your sword down. This is meant to happen. And then Peter, this wholehearted guy, he loves Jesus. He's following him. This is his man. Peter is one of the people, in fact, it looks like he's one, maybe the only person who actually follows Jesus after he's been arrested. Peter is like skulking about in the temple courts. He's trying to stick close. He is holding on with his whole heart. And then this story takes place, and many of you will know it, where there's people in the temple courts, and one of the servants of the temple looks at Peter and goes, hey, aren't you one of those guys who was with Jesus? And the fear hits Peter, and he's like, no, no, don't know what you're talking about, mate. No, nothing to do with me. And it happens again. Surely, aren't you one of those Galileans? I'm sure I've seen you with him. You smell just like you're from Galilee. And he's like, no, 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 never, never heard of him. Je- Jesus who? What? Je- no. Three times. It happens a third time. And Peter full on denies Jesus. Nothing to do with me. Don't know him. Please don't kill me. And then you can just feel in the story, you can feel Peter's heart breaking as he realizes, despite his wholehearted, I will never, I'll never give you up. Three times in a row, he's denied Jesus. You can feel his heart breaking. The good news is that there's some nice redemption for him, and we're going to look at that in a second. But talking of whole hearts... Peter's heart is restored. Jesus forgives him. It's amazing. Jesus dies and comes back to life. Spoiler alert, if you didn't already read that bit. And then a bit later on, in the story of Acts, so Jesus has gone back up to heaven, and the disciples are left kind of dealing with this movement that has just appeared out of nowhere that's called the church, and people are seeing the Holy Spirit, the power of Jesus, working through normal individuals, every day and then Peter has this vision that God gives him a vision that tells him to go and eat some animals that he's not meant to eat because he's Jewish and actually the point of the vision is to say this church thing isn't just for Jewish people this thing is for everybody and you can kind of feel I think you can see the wholeheartedness of Peter come out again because he's like everybody it's for everybody and then immediately Peter ends up being invited around to this guy Cornelius's house and Cornelius is not Jewish but he's heard about Jesus and he's like I want some of that I want some of that I want to know about it and Peter he again his big big heart 
just welcomes Cornelius, his whole family, his entire household into this new thing they've sort of accidentally created called the church. And Peter is this wide open door. He heard God speak. He grabbed onto it with his whole heart. And boom, the church is born. So he's a whole heart kind of guy. He's also, and another thing I love about him, he's a jump in with both feet kind of a guy. He's a, Jesus, there's a story. Jesus, there's some water. It's a big old sea. Peter's on a boat. They've left Jesus behind and Jesus is like, I'll catch you up later, guys. Um, And then, I mean, it's brilliant because no one else would have thought of this, but turns out Jesus didn't mean I'll get the next boat. Jesus is literally walking on the water back past their boat to get back over the other side of the sea again. And the disciples cock him and they're like, "I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I cannot imagine in that scenario what goes through my head, except I think that's Jesus walking on the water. And Peter is like, oh, can I come too? He, he's a both feet kind of a guy. Peter ends up walking on the water towards Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's in Matthew, by the way. I haven't even been giving you the, um, the bits in the gospel where these come from, but they are all in there, I promise. That one's in Matthew. Um, so... <laughs> Peter, he's, he just, he doesn't even think, oh, I could drown in this water. He just jumps in. Jesus is walking on the water. Why not? There's this, there's this moment in the story where Peter's looking at Jesus. He's walking, and then he kind of looks around, and he's like, hang on a minute. I'm walking on water. This does not compute. And he starts to sink. And Jesus says to him, he says, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at what's going on around you. Look at me. And as Peter focuses on Jesus... Actually, he, does, he isn't sinking, and he is walking towards Jesus. And it's one of a number of times in Peter's story where Jesus kind of, he's, he rebukes him. The Bible uses the word rebuke, and basically, he just tells him off. He's like, hey, man, like, focus on me. Like, there's a moment where Jesus calms a storm. The disciples will think they're going to die, and Jesus is just as like, he's like, just tells the storm to stop and the storm stops because that's how he rolls and then he looks at his disciples he's like you of little faith and he's like he's telling them off and Jesus does this quite a lot with Peter he kind of he tells him off but immediately then that he welcomes him back in and we see this in Peter's story a lot and I think you actually see it a lot with people who are jumping with both feet kind of people sometimes they make mistakes but the good news is Jesus always forgives him. There's this cool moment where after Jesus has denied, no, Peter has denied Jesus three times. Jesus dies. He then comes back to life again. And he appears to his disciples. And the disciples are like, whoa, this is weird. You're alive. And can you imagine how Peter's feeling in that moment? Knowing, he said, I will never deny you. And then he denies us three times. And then Jesus has come back to life. And Peter is probably feeling a bit like, oh, no, what did I do? He probably didn't sing to himself. That's just me. That's how I do it. But in this moment, the story goes that Peter and the other disciples are out fishing. And Jesus is on the beach. And... 
they realize that it's Jesus on the beach. And Peter, my jump in with two feet bloke, what does he do? He jumps in. He jumps into the water. I did wonder to myself, do you think he thinks he might be able to walk on it again? Or do you think he, I don't know. I don't know if he thought that. But he jumps in and he goes straight to Jesus. And actually it doesn't matter that there's this denial that happened because he knows he's gonna find forgiveness with Jesus. And he does, there's a beautiful part of the story where Jesus and Peter are having a conversation. And there, there are these three times that Peter said, no, I don't know him. And then there are three times when Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I love you. Yes, you know I love you. And then there's a third time he says, yes, look, I love you. And then Jesus says to Peter, he says, I'm giving you a job. You are going to look after my people. Which actually is this beginning of Acts story. It's Pentecost, the Holy Spirit arriving in the church. It's Peter. Who's the first one to jump out, run out of that room after Pentecost and start preaching the gospel to people? It's Peter. Of course it is. Who else was it going to be? It's the jump in with both feet guy. And also, then the following chapter in Acts 3, there's a guy who can't walk. Peter's walking past him, and he's like, oh, I know what to do with a guy who can't walk. And he just prays for him. He says, get up and walk in the name of Jesus. And the guy gets up and walks. It's the jump in with both feet guy. Of course it is. And that's one of the things I really love about him. It's important to remember, though, in these stories about Peter... He is often also being told off for having not enough faith or for having done something wrong, for having made a mistake. And I actually love that as well. I find it reassuring that even these people who lived with Jesus, knew Jesus, had a front row seat, were literally face to face with Jesus, even they struggled to have faith all day, every day. Even they had to have a reminder about who Jesus was and what his power meant. Okay, the very last thing. The last thing I love about Peter, I mean, there are lots of others, but the last thing today that I love about Peter, he is a learning kind of guy. We've seen this through the stories already. It's something I really admire. It's important when you're the kind of person who jumps in wholeheartedly, both feet, and makes mistakes. It's important that you are good at learning. Um, because especially when your mistakes are loud, obvious ones, people notice, and you don't want to make that mistake again. Um, learning is about having humility. It actually shows real strength of character when you can learn from your mistakes. You own your own mistakes, and you embrace growth. And that's what Peter does. Learning is a really, really important part of who God has made us to be. Now, Jesus is always rebuking Peter. He's always doing it. It's in the Bible all the time. But who does Jesus ask to look after his church? Who does Jesus entrust with making disciples? The guy who makes all the mistakes. He entrusts a learning kind of guy. 
because Peter is a get, bu- get back up and go again kind of guy. There's this cool story in Acts 9 where there's a dead lady. Um, it's not cool that she's dead, but Peter, a few years before, witnesses a moment where there's a, there's a girl who's died and Jesus goes into the room and there's only a couple of guys with him and one of them is Peter. And Jesus says to this girl, get up, wake up. And she comes back from the dead and everyone's amazed. But then a couple of years later, Peter comes into this room and there's a dead lady there and her name's Tabitha. And do you know what Peter says to her? He says, get up. That's all he says, get up. And she gets up. She was dead and she gets up because he was watching, because he was listening, because he's trying, because he's giving it a go, because he's a get back up and go again kind of a guy. He's a wholehearted kind of a guy. I love that. He's a jump in with both feet kind of a guy. And he's a learning kind of a guy. And he, for me, represents us, the church. He represents something of the spirit of God in us to be people who love with our whole hearts, who follow Jesus with our whole hearts, people who will jump in with both feet when God tells us to do something. It's not a dip a toe in the water kind of situation. And people who are learners, people who are learning, who are growing, who are trying, who are get back up and go again kind of people. I think that's who the church are called to be. And that's one of the things, three of the things I really love about Peter. Now, I'm going to pause there because I've done my 20 minutes. I've actually done 21. Apologies. But quite often at this time, we take a few minutes to get ourselves into small groups and just have a bit of a discussion about what we've heard and anything that's jumped out for you. Um, I did not get my act together to put the questions up onto the screen. I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Um, But... With the kids in the mix as well, we're just going to roll with this for a few minutes until Phoebe tells us all to stop. Um, So I'm going to suggest that in a small group, have a quick talk through these three points. Being a wholehearted kind of person, being a jump in with both feet kind of person, and being a learning kind of person. Was there something that stood out for me, for you for one, from one of the stories that I told? Or something in your own life, an example you can give? Or a question that you've got about any of those things? And in small groups, we can discuss that together and learn and grow together. God bless you, church. I love you. Let's go.